to like feel close to people is just to like not be afraid to like break those like intimacy barriers because it's very likely that that other person is also probably thinking the same thing and they're like going to be happy like oh like we're like FaceTime friends now. You're listening to Ease and Grow, a podcast about life lessons, wellness, and growing into your authentic self. I'm your host, Sika, a millennial writer, thinker, feeler, and heart-centered creative human. I'm obsessed with personal growth and soaking up as much joy as we can on this crazy ride of life. If you've ever found yourself thinking, there's got to be more than this, then this is for you. Let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to Ease and Grow and welcome all you newbies. If you're new around here, so happy you're joining us. I actually have a cute little story to share. A new, relatively new listener did as suggested and shared the show to her Instagram story and we got to DMing and she was so sweet and said some nice things about the podcast, so shout out to that listener. I think she just found the show a couple of weeks ago, and she's been binging, and that just warms my heart like no other, truly. That made my whole week. So if you want to make my week, feel free to follow suit. Share the show on your Instagram. Send me your feedback. Share your love. Obviously, all of that is always (laughs) very welcome. I welcome that freely over here. Okay, well, today we have a really great episode with my dear friend Asia, and I'm really excited to jump into that. It's a juicy one, but I do want to check in first. I'm not going to do a full check-in. Of course, I'm back from LA. In the last episode, I let you guys know that I was going on a trip there. That's going to be a longer catch-up, so I don't want to take away from this episode with all of that. I think I'll share more details about that trip in the solo episode this month, so stay tuned for that. But, I mean, overall, it was fun. I saw John, I saw friends and family I hadn't seen in forever, my cousin Coco, my cousin Sylvia, shout out. Saw some old friends I hadn't seen in years. So it was just a really nice trip and really nice to be social again, feel safe again, and just be able to like meet new people and like be in the flow of like, oh, this friend and I'm meeting this other mutual friend who's like two degrees separated from me. And it's just like, just feels good to do that. So that was nice. And then I ended the trip in Laguna Beach, which I'd never been to before, and it was amazing, and the vibes were immaculate, so highly recommend Laguna Beach, especially if you're a fan of the show. Um, Yeah, so LA was fun. I'll let you guys know more about kind of like the details of that trip, which was actually more stressful than I was expecting it to be, but I mean, I hadn't traveled in over a year and a half, so I should have expected it to be more stressful than I was expecting. But you know, I'm an optimist. You guys know, I like to have uh, the idealistic view of things. (laughs) So sometimes reality doesn't fit in with that. So it's fine. No big deal. I survived, obviously. And I'm home now. Home on the East Coast. 
It is hot here. It's like a heat wave. It's so gross. It's humid. I think I talked about this in the last episode, but still not a fan of this heat (laughs) and also not a fan of the cicadas who greeted me when I came home. Um, There are no cicadas in LA. So that's just a East Coast thing, apparently, and we've got to deal with them for basically another month and a half. I think they said four to six weeks they're going to be taking over these streets. So I don't know if it's just a Maryland thing. I'm trying to understand if it's like also in big cities or if it's just like a suburban, like they're in the ground, they're in like the grass and the trees. They like nature. So I don't know. Maybe major cities aren't seeing it as much as I am, but... Literally, you can't go driving without hitting at least 10 cicadas, like, on your windshield. Like, they're just they're just flying everywhere. Like, it's, it's kind of out of control. So, I'm grateful it's just a month, but I'm also just annoyed because <laughs> I am avoiding outside. And I feel like a cage bird a little bit. I don't like it. I, it feels like quarantine again. <laughs> So we're gonna, I'm gonna see how I survive this next month without being too much of a scaredy cat about going outside. (laughs) Literally, like, I ran errands yesterday and I was just, like, rushing in and out of the car. I was, like, parking as close as possible. Sorry, mom, because my mom, I'm driving her new car and she, like, wants me to park far away and, like, not be near other cars. And I'm like, sorry, mom, I, I can't be in these streets. I gotta run in and out and it's gotta be quick. Like, I can't be walking a long distance to the entrance of this building. So, dealing with that, that's fun. Um, Shows. I finished Shadow and Bone this weekend. And, oh my goodness, like, there's so many twists and turns in that show. Like, I actually... Uh, it was keeping me on the edge of my seat. I'll give it that. I was like, okay. I was not expecting that to happen. I was not expecting that to happen. And it's just really good. I still enjoy it. It's only eight episodes. I wasn't expecting it to end as soon as it did. But I enjoyed it. And of course, I love the teeny bopper, like romance kind of in the air, but not really. And it's just... It's a well-interwoven story with, like, all these different, like, A-line, B-line, C-line stories. And then Jesper is my favorite character. He brings a comedy, and I love him. And just watching him and his little things, and the action also is really good. Um, Yeah, watching his little quips is really interesting and enjoyable. So I recommend that show still. I think you'll enjoy it. It's only eight episodes, and they definitely left it off in a way that makes it seem like there'll be another season. So I'm crossing my fingers for that because it was very enjoyable. And fun story uh, I would have saved for the L.A. update, but I'll share now. Me and John were driving to North Hollywood where my cousin lives because I was crashing with him for a night. And as we're sitting at a traffic light, we just turn over. Actually, John's like staring out the window because I'm driving because he's a New Yorker. And whenever we're going anywhere, he's like, you drive because you're the more comfortable driver. So I'm driving and John's looking out the passenger window. He's like just staring at other cars. He's like, this is so fun. Like he's just like novel for him. (laughs) And as we're sitting at this traffic light, he's like, oh, my God, those are the actors of that show. Love, Victor. And I was like, what? And I like look over and I'm like, oh my God, I recognize it. Like literally the main character and the uh, villain of the show, Mason Gooding, uh, Cuban Gooding Jr.'s son, 
are literally sitting next to us in like a big pickup truck and we're in like a little jeep and we're just like looking over and john's like freaking out and i'm like oh my god i know them and i'm like we should wave and then we start waving and they kind of look at us and they're like confused it's kind of like they're thinking like do we know these people like they're trying to like see if they recognize us and then john's like freaking out while i'm doing this he's like what are you doing I'm like don't do that and i'm like we well, used to tell him you like the show and i like roll down the window and i'm like we love your show and then they like roll down their window and they're like what and they're like we love your show and they're like oh thanks so much and they're like really kind and sweet and they're just like thank you and then the light is turning green and mason gooding jr is like you have a great hairline to john and literally like john was just like blushing because <laughs> we were both like he's so cute <laughs> and then we turn and we're like turning left we're both turning left there are two left turning lanes at the light so we both turn left to get onto the road that we're going on and that's the road we're stopping on where my cousin's place is and as we pull over, they, like, honk while driving by. And John's like, oh, my God, that was them. And we just sit in the car, literally fangirling over that moment for, like, 15 minutes probably. <laughs> just sitting there like, oh, my God, I can't believe that happened. We posted about it to my Instagram story. Like, it was just so fun. It's such a nice, like, L.A. interaction. Like, that kind of stuff. I remember I met a lot of different celebrities when I lived in L.A. for a year. Not necessarily met. I met a couple, a hand, maybe like two celebrities, <laughs> but like I, I would see them. Like you would just see them being out and about in your your life. Like you just like go to dinner, or you go to a, the coffee shop or wherever you go. Like you'll just see them because obviously they live there. But <laughs> it's just really nice to have that and to have John experience that. It was so sweet for me because I wasn't really a fan of the show, but he was really like, oh my God, I love that. So basically, long story short, after that interaction, I was like, okay, let me give Love, Simon a try. Like, obviously, we talked about it in episode two when we talked about our favorite shows of 2020. And I think Aaron and John agreed that it was top for them. I can't remember. I think they did. But I know they both enjoyed that show. So I was like, okay, I'm going to give it a shot. I literally watched the entire show. I think it was 10 episodes on Hulu on Friday night in one night. Like, I just kept watching. I was just like, next episode, next episode. It was so good. So I highly, highly recommend that show. Such a great take on the coming out experience, especially it's Pride Month, so happy Pride. We're in June, of course. I, I see, actually, I have an article on Medium called What We Can All Learn From Pride, and it, that's been getting some hits lately. So I think people are just rediscovering it as it's Pride Month again. But it's such a great take on the Love, Simon story, which I didn't watch either, but I'm guessing I can get the gist of it. Um, But because Simon was a white man and apparently he had really open-minded parents, it's just really nice to see the perspective of coming out in a family that is a minority and religious because most minority, oh my God. Sorry, tongue-tied. Most minorities are very religious, and that's just baked into the culture. So it's really interesting to see his perspective of, like, he really is fighting against this part of himself and his identity and trying to come out. But his, like, family, he's sure, he's positive that they'll judge him. He hears them say things that is that are judgmental against anyone who's queer, anyone who's different, like just not fitting into a box is 
a crime, basically, <laughs> when you're a minority or culture. You just have that more traditional non-American thinking that comes from other cultures. So I think it was a great take of the story. And it really, it's, it's a complex look at a complex topic. I mean, there's no right way to come out. So it's just, it's interesting to watch that and to embrace another person's story and their experience and to just understand another perspective. So I thought it was good. And it's a teeny bopper, of course. So I loved it. Set in high school. He has a funny best friend. There's like a girl love interest and there's a guy love interest. And it's, I liked it. So I recommend give it a watch. Let me know what you think. I kind of jumbled up my review of it. But (laughs) if you got anything out of that and you want to watch it, I think you will be happy that you did so. Um, Yeah, any other updates? Not really. My skin is very oily because I'm sweaty. (laughs) That's like the most top of mind thing I can think of because I had a great facial in LA and my skin felt so open. And of course, the air is dry over there because it's the desert. And now I'm in Maryland where it's humid. So yeah, really, that's it. And I don't want to take away from this interview. So we're going to jump right into this call of friend. There's so many great topics we hit. And of course, it starts off more lighthearted, just like random questionnaire questions. And once we get into the friendship questions, like I just loved our discussion. We talk about like how to make friends, how to deepen friendships when you're you have a lot of friends or maybe you have some friends that you're happy with, but you're not you don't feel like you can really like call them when you're crying. You don't feel like you can really lean on them. Asia gives some great advice for that. We talk about envy and how that plays a role in relationships and how to deal with like disagreements and friendships and what really takes what it takes to have healthy relationships and how to get past any disagreements or really avoid disagreements in general. And that was just really a great experience experience. A really great discussion with Asia also experience I was just listening back to this and editing it and smiling to myself like this is so cute like I just love Asia I love this series I love talking to friends who I'm already close with and then learning more things about them so I think you'll also enjoy this and without further ado let's introduce our guest Asia Woods is a creator by nature entrepreneur by heart and anthropologist by training She is the founder and principal of Events by AW, a corporate event consultancy for businesses that value community, impact, and their time. Asia is a dear friend of mine, and she's my fiery Aries friend. She's my inspiring confidant and just a great, sweet, cultured, fashionable person to have in your life. So I can't wait for you all to hear this one. Let's head to the show. Did you hear recording in progress? What the fuck? That is brand I new. I've never heard that before. I like almost had a heart attack. Okay. Zoom's right. got new features. Okay, Zoom. I hope that doesn't show up in the recording. That's weird. Um, but yeah, let's just hop right in. I feel bad because we are real friends. And we're overdue <laughs> for our friend catch up. So we're going to have to schedule one of those after this. <laughs> but yeah, 
I'm so excited to have you on the pod. I mean, I'm sure part of the chemical happened during this. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Um, I'm sure part of our catch up will happen throughout this conversation. So it's fine. We'll get like half of it done. <laughs> yeah, we'll cut because we typically catch up for probably like an hour to two hours, like <laughs> so we can cut it in half <laughs> by just getting Correct. some of it into this. But welcome Correct. to Ease and Grow Asia. I know you're a loyal fan. I'm so excited to have you on. For all the listeners, I have to give them the inside scoop. If they haven't heard the other episodes where I sing your praises, like you are my <laughs> inspiring friend. You're the friend that I always turn to. And I'm like, how do I do these things? Like you're my entrepreneur friend, my Aries friend. Like you're just that creative bouncing off platform for me and also my like cozy catch-up friend I miss like we would do cozy catch-ups in your apartment all the time when you're in DC so I'm so excited to have you on and everyone to get oh my god I miss those so much (laughs) oh wow wow thank you this feels so formal and fun but I love it (laughs) I know it's why I'm like why am I nervous like why I'm like that's my friend but I'm like it's formal (laughs) but it's like it's fun it's a fun catch-up like this is gonna be low stakes um yeah no you know what it is it's because it's because like usually our catch-ups are like you said an hour to two hours and we talk about so many things and now it's like oh wait somebody will be able to listen in on some of the things that we normally talk about (laughs) yeah just some of them not all of them (laughs) (laughs) correct yeah we'll give them a a little insider scoop but I'm excited I just have like fun questions I like the series because it really is kind of just like low stakes there's no pressure. I'm not going to like, there's no gotcha moment. <laughs> I'm just going to ask you fun questions and mm-hmm. it'll be fun. Um, okay. So let's start with the just random questions I came up with. And I asked my last friend when we did this, this <laughs> is just off the fly. Okay. Uh, what were you doing at this time yesterday? So it's eight, 10. Right um, now. Yesterday at eight, 10, I was eating dinner. Yes, I was eating dinner. I was annoyed because I was trying to eat dinner earlier than eight o'clock because I was trying to get in bed by like 10 to improve the sleeping routines, but that did not happen. So yeah, last night I was finishing dinner and annoyed about it. (laughs) How early do you normally finish dinner? I mean, okay, I have been, my sleep schedule has been very bad lately because <laughs> I have been staying up so late for, for no reason, for no reason, just because like, I'm not even tired enough to lay down until like 11, 12. So normally I've been eating dinner around like nine, nine 30. Oh. And I was like, okay, this is, I know like really late. And my mom's <laughs> always like, Asia, you have to, you can't eat that late. Like that's insane. I'm like, I don't, can't help it. <laughs> so yeah, trying to fix that. <laughs> so then eight was an improvement. Eight was an improvement, but I was trying for like, like a normal time, like six 30 or seven or something, but I ate before this podcast. So that was progress for sure. <laughs> yeah. I've given myself a soft 7 30 cutoff and I'm like it's okay if it goes to eight but like I try to eat by 7 30 most days I do it actually so I I get that Mm. actually now that we're talking Mm -hmm. about like balance I just realized we didn't properly introduce you so please introduce yourself there will be an intro before this sharing your bio but who are you what do you do what do you care about what like 
gets you going day to day. Yes, sure. So hi guys, hi everyone listening. My name is Asia. Um, I am, uh, I'm trying to think of ways to introduce myself that don't start with work these days. So I'm like, hmm, who am I besides work? I am somebody who loves to create things. Um, I'm definitely kind of an entrepreneurial person by nature. Uh, Right now I'm in Savannah, Georgia. And I recently moved here from Washington, D.C., where I met Sika uh, and a lot of other awesome people in D.C. because I lived there the past 10 years before moving down the, down here. Um, yeah, but I mean, for work, I have my own company called Events by AW, and we're a corporate event consultancy. And also newly, I have another nine to five job, which has been interesting transitioning into that. Uh, and I work at a university down here, which is a lot of fun. So that's me in a nutshell. Yeah. And it's not even everything. Like you're like so much more than that. But <laughs> yes, that is you on paper. And I was actually just thinking of you because I just started my consulting gig this week, which I didn't even get to tell you. So I'm telling yes. you now. Um, so I started oh. Monday and literally today was the first day where I sat and I like looked at work for two and a half hours straight and I was just like I have no energy I literally had to nap I had I don't nap so like that's out of character for me I just had no energy I'm like how I need to get used to like how am I going to manage working with the podcast with all my like entrepreneurial visions for my life that I've been trying to work together and just like Mm-hmm. how do people do this so I definitely am gonna need your tips <laughs> yeah I mean we can definitely have a full catch-up on that yeah. in our <laughs> other catch-up <laughs> yeah but yeah. yeah it's it's like balancing the entrepreneurial things with a nine-to-five and like everything else in life is truly truly I was gonna say an art but like it's never perfect so like I, I'm getting better at it yeah Sorry, it cut off. You said it's a bit of a struggle. Yeah, always, always. Yeah. No, I mean, I get that. It's like you kind of just are juggling and it's like certain things got to fall while other things are in the air. So I'm just like literally easing mm-hmm. into it because I just started this week. But oh, OK, so now everyone knows you <laughs> and then let's cosmically profile you. So you're and this is also another thing I was thinking of when I was going to introduce you. You're an Aries. You're Enneagram <laughs> 3. I just remember, like, whenever we found out about any personality things, like, I would go to your house and make you take the test. And we would sit <laughs> on your couch. And we would just, like, figure out what our personality type was. <laughs> what else? What are the other ones? Oh, good times. <laughs> uh, yeah, my Enneagram was 3 wing 4. But I don't really remember what either of those mean now <laughs> um my Myers-Briggs is ENFJ uh we're the same which I which I know a lot about now after <laughs> shameless plug I got certified re- or the end of last year as a Myers-Briggs uh practitioner which is I saw that on your <laughs> website and I was like what and I like clicked through I was like wait what when did this happen <laughs> yeah end of last year Um, How was that? It was so interesting. I actually did it for 
my last nine to five um, as like part of, I was doing like leadership programming and faculty programming. And so uh, they wanted the new practitioners and leaders of that to be certified. And I was like, oh yeah, sure, I'll do it. Cause it's kind of an expensive certification but they paid for it. So I was like, mm-hmm. sure, might as well go for it. Uh, so yeah, that's my Myers-Briggs. You already mentioned Aries. What are the other like personality things I'm missing? Anything else? You'd probably, they're like too woo-woo for you to know about. There's like human design <laughs> I'm thinking of. I don't uh, think I made you take that yet. Um, no, I haven't been forced into that yet. Yeah, I think those are the main. Do you know your moon and rising? You're a Pisces yes. moon, right? Yes, Pisces moon and Aquarius rising. Mm. And the, the Aries sun and Pisces moon, I tr- like I really, really relate to those. But the Aquarius rising, I don't really know where that fits in just yet. So maybe you can like dissect me at a later time and figure yeah. out what that means. You know what I think? I think Aquarius is very like, they can come off more aloof and more detached. So maybe that's mm. kind of like the air of just like, you're not phased by things. Like you're just kind of like flowing with things. It's an air sign. Like you're very creative. Hmm. Uh, we I can could, dig in. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, we can I'll, dig in. I'll dig into that later. But okay, cool. <laughs> so we introduced you and did the first question. Another fun question. What is the last text you received? Getting juicy now, hopefully. <laughs> Wait, can I check and look? Because I literally yeah. don't remember. Check. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, wow. That's funny. I got a text from my dad nine minutes ago. Oh. <laughs> and, and he said... Is the Wi-Fi working good for you? Oh, <laughs> that's so because, cute. Because for context, you all listening, I just moved into a new house and the Wi-Fi just hooked up today. So hopefully oh. it sounds decent. So I wonder if that's why we had some maybe little like jumpy moments, but it seems to be working fine. So that's the last text. My dad checking in on his handyman work. I love that. I love seeing like parents text because this was the same in the last call a friend. She was texting her mom. And I'm just, my mom is not a texter. Like I'll never be able to say, my mom texted me. She doesn't. <laughs> so it's always funny to see. <laughs> she's more of like a calling person. <laughs> yeah. She just doesn't, at least now she kind of understands more of like getting Siri to do things for her. So she'll be like, Siri, call, blah, blah, blah. So that helps her with her phone. Other than that, it's like, we're at teach their own we're at from the primary level all right mm-hmm. cool so those are the intro questions and then we're gonna get a little deeper so mm-hmm. what areas of your life are you feeling ease right now we're on ease and grow so I always gotta throw it in oh man here we go here we go <laughs> <laughs> okay I'm feeling ease lately in leaning into and being okay with uh the unknown and like the gray area like the gray emotions Mm. uh and by gray I mean like the in-between because I think I'm naturally like a very black or white person and not being able to predict and like not even really trying to plan the future as much as I normally have I think uh in a lot of my life so far so I'm finding a lot of ease in that because like, it really does just take a weight off of you. You're like, oh, like, okay. Like, I'm just going to exist here in this place and still like 
you know, do the things you want to do and like plant seeds and, you know, whatever. But there's a lot of ease in not forcing things and not trying to like, um, like work through things in your mind that really is sometimes pointless. So I'm finding ease lately in those things. You're finding ease in ease. It's like literally the definition of ease. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Yes. But like, but that has not been easy for me because like I previously always uh, following that plan to a T. <laughs> so suddenly, you know, the past like year where things have not gone according to my plan, I realize that sometimes you have to ditch the plans and that makes everything way more relaxing. So, yeah. 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 I mean, that was the lesson of 2020. We all learned it. Forget plans. What are those? <laughs> those don't exist. I, I don't know them. I don't know them anymore. This is a new me. <laughs> exactly. Who is she? Who is plans? Okay. <laughs> That's a good one. And I think, yeah, we're definitely all learning that lesson and Hopefully we'll all soon feel ease with that area of just like surrender. I'm not even going to worry about this anymore. It's not up to me anymore. <laughs> like mm. however it unfolds. It unfolds. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, cool. Absolutely. So then what areas of your life do you feel there's some room to grow? Um, I would say in my mindset, that's something I'm real. Well, okay. Two things actually. My I would say personal mindset of just like kind of related to like the letting go type things and just having a little bit more of a looser grip on life than I had previously. But also I've been recently learning a lot about like abundance mindset and money things. And that's something that I'm like starting to dig into. So I feel like there's a lot of growth there and I've been listening to like different podcasts and journaling and just like starting to like uncover like okay what thoughts have I had previously in the past uh what like are some limiting thoughts surrounding money that I've had in the past and just like dissecting that and so I'm trying to like create space for things um yeah there's been a lot of like mindset stuff going on for me so far I like that and that actually makes me think of when you were doing those clubhouse chats with April and I remember I hopped on one and we started talking about like this app that April was so mad that they were charging like a dollar or something for the app. And it was just so funny to think of it from like the outer view of like a dollar is nothing. But like the fact that it's an app that costs money is like so outrageous. So, so outrageous. It's really funny. Yeah. To think of money mindset and abundance mindset. Yeah. Uh-huh. I've started actually treating myself to guac from Chipotle, which I never had once ever bought for myself because I would go, I didn't really go to Chipotle like in between high school and now, like I just stopped going and now I've started mm -hmm. going back. It's like, oh, high school me would always deny myself that, but now I can afford it. Like, <laughs> Wait, did you deny it because it was like an extra few cents or something? <laughs> well, it, it's more than a few cents, okay? Guac I mean, is I I have rarely been in Chipotle, so I really have nothing to base this off of. <laughs> it was, guac, I think, was like $1.50. And like oh, the okay. whole thing back in the day, like they've raised their prices over time. But back in the day, it was like maybe $6 for a burrito. It's like $1.50. I'm, I'm like, this is a lot in ratio. <laughs> but 
Yeah. I mean, that's really funny. It's yeah. <laughs> it is. It is crazy. And I was listening to a really good podcast uh, yesterday. It's called, um, shoot, what is this podcast called? Um, the guy, is, he calls himself like the Detroit Chopra or something <laughs> like that. I, I can't remember. You'll have to like look it up and <laughs> link it. But the podcast episode was about like uh, having like an abundant money mindset. And I like what he said. His name is Elton Anderson Jr. And he's like this awesome, like black guy. He's like in his, he's almost 40, I think. But like, first of all, you can never tell he was almost 40. He looks like he's like our age. It's insane. It's crazy. <laughs> and um, he was talking about how he just adopted this mindset of like, money as water and like he wants his money to work as water just like as it's always ever flowing and it's moving and it's growing and Mm -hmm. like he uses a lot of like water related uh references in like his I think he also created like a it's like a 52 week abundance mindset thing where he teaches people how to like invest in stocks and like how to uh, have how to how to think about them in like a very mm. fluid way, and I was like, oh, I need I need I like this metaphor. That makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like if you're too scared to like use your money, like I am, like then it doesn't flow, and you're not like it doesn't have room to kind of reciprocate that like infinity loop almost, or like the cycle of yes. like it needs to go out to come in and like, it needs to all be like in motion, but I like grip it tight. Like I still remember when I went to move to LA and you're like, well, what's stopping you? I'm like, I'm saving money. You're like, how much money do you have? Like you could have moved. You're like, you have enough money. And I was like, I do remember that so vividly. I was like, Sika, why are you still here? Like, and honestly, that was so unique to you because most people, I get like people like me, I would have been like, I got a thousand dollars in my savings. I'm good. <laughs> I figured out when I get there. <laughs> it's so funny. Our risk tolerance and like just our personal experience. It's like, yeah, it's so interesting. Yeah. It all goes into money. Yeah. I love yes. that. Okay. I love, I like that. That's a great answer. I hope you're loving this episode. I just quickly wanted to interrupt to let you know that if you're thinking of starting a podcast, then I have a great recommendation for you. Ease and Grow is hosted on Buzzsprout and it has saved my life. (laughs) Not to overstate, but when I was starting the podcast, I was very overwhelmed by all the different options out there. There There's so many different hosts. There are so many different editing platforms. There's a lot that goes into it. And it's so nice to have the reassurance of a really easy to understand interface like Buzzsprout that sends your podcast to all the right platforms every week. And it really takes care of you. They're great with customer service. I've emailed them and they've helped me immensely. So I just wanted to let you know that if you sign up for a paid plan with Buzzsprout and you use the link in the show notes, it lets them know that Ease and Grow sent you and you'll get a $20 Amazon gift card when you sign up for a paid plan. So I think that's a really great incentive and it's just a really great interface when you're trying to learn a whole new technology system like podcasting. It was daunting for me and they made it nice and easy. So Yep, that's there for you. Go in the show notes or head to the episode webpage. And let's get back to this episode. Um, oh, did I? Oh, okay, here we go. So when you're feeling overwhelmed or stressed, 
What are your go-to self-care tools? Well, in this year, I've been doing a lot of mindset things differently. Um, okay. So the question is like my go-to tools when I feel stressed. Yeah. Um, I would say, okay, so I got a therapist starting in, I think I started working with her in like, I know you were so happy about that when I told you, I can't remember if that was like January or February of this year, but it was towards the beginning of the year. And so, um, you know, utilizing her, talking with her is always helpful. Um, talking with friends is always really helpful, um, or family or whatever. Um, I'm definitely someone who like processes through talking, like that helps me process things. Um, and if I just ruminate in my head, like nothing's getting solved. So that's really helpful. Um, I'm also just sometimes just like nesting. And what I mean by that is like, I have such a strong nighttime routine. And if I'm stressed, even if, if even if it's like four o'clock, I'm like, screw it. The day is a wash. Like I'm going into my night routine. <laughs> starting at like four o'clock and that's like okay getting some tea I'll be in my pajamas like lights are dimmed I'm only watching shows that make me feel extremely cozy and that I've seen a million times uh making sure I've got like all my different like hydration items nearby like water tea some kind of fruit juice that I might want to sip it's like everything within arm's reach (laughs) I love this and I find a lot of like peace in that it's just it's just and it's mindless it's totally mindless and like okay whatever is stressing me out I can deal with it tomorrow um those are my immediate thoughts so far um definitely spending time with my family which has been so so nice like I I mean before I moved down here to Savannah I have never lived near family like ever I mean obviously I did in high school but since moving out, uh, I have never lived this close to family, especially extended family. So it's been really nice to like, if I have a long day or whatever, I just want to forget about what went on the day, like going over to their house and just hanging out has been nice also. Um, so yeah, it's either isolate and be very cozy by myself or like just throw myself into like some kind of social activity. I love that. I'm so into this nighttime routine. Like I (laughs) just relate to it so much. And I love that you could just start it at four o'clock one day and not feel guilty. Like, it's good. That's what we should do. Like, we should be able to have that compassion and be like, I just need to turn off. Like, this is what I need to do now. Uh, I want that for myself. I like just feel cozy envisioning (laughs) it. (laughs) What are the shows, though? It is extremely cozy for sure. Yeah, what are um, the, the shows, shows that you're Okay, cozy? so lately it's been Gilmore Girls for sure lately. Um Always Sex in the City. Um Sometimes it could be Love Island if I'm in the mood for something trashy and like kind of humorous. <laughs> I love that show. It just always makes you feel good. <laughs> it's it's such a feel good show. But yeah, it's usually some kind of like sitcom type show or something where there's like a million seasons. So I don't even have to worry about like getting to the end of a season and being sad that it's over. (laughs) Um, So that's what it is right now. I love that. Okay, I have two things, two responses. So my go-to show lately randomly has been Mindy Project and re-watching it like from the beginning because I don't remember anymore. And it's like without fail, 
so heartwarming. I always laugh out loud. I'm always like talking to the TV. I'm like, why don't I do this more? Like I only do it when I'm like middle of the day or like it's a weekday and I'm like came home from running errands and I'm like, okay, I'll put on Mindy Project. But other than that, I never Mm. do. I'm like, why don't I do that more? So I I might steal your routine. (laughs) And then second thing, Love Island UK and Love Island Australia are not the same feeling like I've been watching Love Island (laughs) Australia and it's so dramatic and so intense and I'm like where's the feel good (laughs) like what's going on so I have seen one episode of the Australia and I was like no this is not for me bring back the UK (laughs) I don't know what happened like it's just not it's not on the same level (laughs) okay random but I had to throw that in there oh my god I know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay we're gonna shift to some friend questions oh actually okay here we'll, we'll start with um random trivia first can you mm-hmm. think of a random thing that someone has taught you that you still remember to this day and like still think of it whenever you do that said thing so many okay we're gonna get more specific here so like is is it is this a friend talk yeah like not a like not a teacher or a parent like not like a like authority figure but like any like person like you would consider a peer maybe okay huh um or maybe a parent not a teacher you can use a parent okay okay (laughs) I, i okay I'm going to go with a parent option because something always ahead is so something my dad has said for ever, which is why it's always like the first thing that I think of uh, is he's always the first to be like, you only have one chance to live. So do it right the first time. And like that just always is like the finishing sentence to any, like anything you can think of. Right. It's like, are you nervous to do something? And then I'm like, oh, might as well do it. For, like I've got one chance of this. Might as well do it the first time and try it. Or like, it just relates to everything and it's such good advice. Um, so that is something that, yeah, was taught to me. And, and it's very, I mean, it's just one quote, but that's very much his approach to life altogether. Um, and so I have absolutely adopted that train of thought. Like you just got to go for it because like, wh- what else, <laughs> right? What else? If, if not now, when, um, tomorrow is not even promised so like you just got to go for things when you want to so I think that's probably that's probably the biggest thing I've learned from from a peer or my parent (laughs) yeah I think that fits with your personality and what I admire so much of like you just going for things (laughs) and I feel like it's almost the original YOLO of like we're gonna do it yeah (laughs) yeah it is it is and, and it's really like, like, if you think too hard about it, it's almost like an intimidating idea. Cause you're like, oh my God, like he's right. Like we only have one chance at this. And like, so I feel like you kind of have to not think too hard about it because I think if you could like really, really sit on that, you might be scared to the point because you're like, I don't want to mess this up. I only have one shot, yeah. but if you take it for what it is, it's great advice. And I think about it all the time. Yeah. Interesting. I love that. I have a random one, which is the only reason why this is a question, because I just remember things that people tell me. (laughs) And then Mm -hmm. I think about it every time. I still remember (laughs) this girl in high school 
who told me that I can't like put mascara up. I have to do it to the side, like diagonal, or I look like a stripper, basically. <laughs> and I always, always think of that. We were on two completely different wavelengths. You were thinking like like logistically or like tangibly, and I'm thinking like inspirational life. That's hilarious. I actually yes, I that's really funny. I just think of it every time. I do have some weird things like that that I can remember. I, <laughs> I remember okay, to match your level of like silly things, you remember? I remember when I was maybe around 10 or 11, I went to this like dance summer camp and I had this like one best friend who was like in my dance, like just for, best friend for the summer camp. Like, I don't remember what her name was to this day, <laughs> I but I remember know one her. time, I, I don't even know. And like, we all had to have like tight, like dance buns all the time. <laughs> and I remember one day she like, I don't know what possessed her to say this, but like, she looked at me and she was like, you have a really interesting shaped head. <laughs> And I was just like, um, okay. And she was like, do you always, do you always, do you always wear those headbands? And I had like a head, it was the weirdest, most random thing. But then I, but it's like similar to your mascara thing. You're like, okay, maybe I shouldn't like do it this way or wear this thing. Cause that just random thing just like plays on repeat in your head. <laughs> it's so funny. And the things that your memory will cut like latch onto, it's like, why do I still remember that? Like that's so. I know. <laughs> I know, and it's it's like, what do they think they were trying to be helpful or like? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think she had good intentions with the mascara thing, but it's not even true anymore because like everyone does their mascara up. But I don't know. It was just really random. <laughs> I don't know why I thought of that. That's very random. Okay, oh random. God. We can go on to the next trivia question. Okay, <laughs> what are three things you're obsessed with right now? Okay, um, one, this is so basic, but I'm going to say podcasts. Uh, I have just liked listening these days much more than sitting down and reading. I don't know why. It just, like, feels more relaxing to me. So definitely podcasts. Um, obsessed with home decor. <laughs> uh, and that's probably just because of this current stage in life and moving and, you know, no, setting up a new you're home. Always, you're always <laughs> obsessed with home decor. This is not a that, that That's okay. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that, true I guess like this is kind of a deeper one but like challenging myself and that's another very Aries thing for me to say <laughs> I realize that <laughs> but I'm truly enjoying the process of like unlearning things about myself and like digging deeper into like what okay what's behind the fieriness like what's behind the intensity and like actually taking time to like uncover those things because it's just like so interesting when you actually try to learn about yourself. Uh, and I don't think that's everything I, anything I like have actually done before. So I'm kind of obsessed with that at the moment, which is very, it sounds very like self fulfilling, which it kind of is, but it's the truth. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the, to the dark side. You're welcome. You're joining me in my obsession with self work and yeah, all of it. Not necessarily the dark side. The light side, yes. the, the self-informed side. Yeah, I like that. Cool. Yes, self-informed. That's what we'll call it. Uh, if you could live anywhere <laughs> in the world, where would it be? 
Um, okay, I've really been thinking about Montreal mm-hmm. in Canada. And I love Montreal. Um, growing up, like in the Philadelphia area, me and my family used to go to Montreal for like, they have International Jazz Fest, which is like a jazz festival. And the whole city is like, has all these different shows and venues and food places. And it's just such a beautiful, beautiful city. So I, I have yearnings to like go there and I could see myself living there. So that'd be cool. They had an International Jazz Festival and you went every year or how often did you go? No, no, not every year. I think we went like probably two or three times, but mm. every time we went, I was just like, oh, this place is amazing. Like, I love that they speak French and like, I didn't have to get on a plane. Like, I love like the city is so diverse, like uh, people wise. And like, you just see so many different types of couples together. And it just like is so harmonious in the city. Like physically is beautiful in terms of, like the um, architecture and the greenery. It's just a beautiful, beautiful place. Ooh. And like, it's Canada, it's Canada. So like people are nice, plus they speak French. <laughs> it's just like all the best worlds all combined. <laughs> it's like a better Paris because they're not mean. Apparently they're mean in Paris. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh, okay, I wanna go. Um, what is the best thing you've watched lately? Uh, okay, so I recently got back from Hawaii and I went to visit my brother there. And while we were there, I was like getting him caught up on like, you know, pop culture because he's been so <laughs> like out of the loop on things. And we started watching. Uh, have you watched Top Boy? No, what's that? Oh my God, it's so good. So. It's on Netflix. At least one of the seasons is on Netflix. I think it's actually was airing on another uh, channel. But so Top Boy is a show that I'm pretty sure it was produced by Drake. <laughs> what? And so it's about like, yeah, it's like it follows these like people in like a rough area of London and they're like, gang drug activity and like if you're into like kind of like a crime drama drug show it's a good one for you and it's it's just it's just so good the storyline is great I feel like they I mean who am I to say but it seems like they like captured like really good uh like pictures I guess of like the area it's just it's just such a good show so I've been really into it Oh, interesting. I haven't heard anyone recommend that. So thank you. Now I can look for it. I'm not really into like drugs (laughs) and crime, though. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah, you don't you don't really strike me as a drugs and a crime type of person. (laughs) (laughs) My sister would like it. Maybe I'll ask my sister and her husband love drugs and crime shows. I'm like, I can't. (laughs) <laughs> watch this with you <laughs> okay yeah it like like imagine imagine breaking bad crossed with like um a breaking bad cross with like empire that's kind of what it's like mm-hmm. interesting okay but with british accents <laughs> oh, all right well hopefully a listener has got something out of that recommendation (laughs) and they will indulge (laughs) in that drug crime world. Um, Okay, cool. What is your favorite song or album at the moment? Um, J. Cole's new album. And I feel like people are going to laugh at me for saying that, but it's 
so good. It's so good. I can't even remember what the album was called, uh, but it just came out on Friday and it's great. Wait, why would people laugh at you? <laughs> because, so like, I feel like J. Cole fans are known for just being like, so like anything J. Cole does, similar to like the Beehive and Beyonce. It's like, come on, is everything she does great? And people are always like, come on, is everything J. Cole does perfect? Oh. And like, yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, people love to hate. If you enjoy the music, then it's fine. <laughs> I feel like everyone has the people they stand exactly. for. So. Oh, for sure. We can all relate. Uh, I actually just heard the song Life today, and I really liked it. I actually added it to my playlist, which that's a high honor. I don't normally add songs to my playlist unless I know I'm going to listen to it again. <laughs> <laughs> so I liked it. Um, Wait, Life? Who's that by? I thought it was called Life on the J. Cole album. It was it was like him and another guy. Oh. Uh, okay, maybe. I'm still familiarizing myself with all the song titles. I don't want to open Spotify because it's just going to ruin the internet. But <laughs> I'll double check and I'll link it in the show notes. <laughs> yeah. If it's not Life, I'll like clarify. <laughs> okay, uh-huh. cool. Last trivia question before we get into friendship stuff. Mm-hmm. What book or film was most life-changing for you? Okay. Uh, book. We're going to go book. Okay. And it was The Big C by Langston Hughes. And I read it in college. And it was my favorite college class. One of my favorite college classes I took. And the class was called uh, Black Culture in the Nation's Capital. And I went to college in Washington, D.C. So the class is about black culture in Washington, DC. And we were reading a lot of black literature um, of like famous black people who spent time in the city. And the big C is an autobiography. And it just like documents his life from like childhood uh, up until pretty much like he got well known. And it's but like really focuses like on his early or early adulthood, like early twenties, mid twenties. And I loved it because it, you know, Langston Hughes was like talking about, he was living in like the 1920s, like during the Harlem Renaissance essentially. And he was traveling all over. Uh, He was like hopping on boats from New York because he wanted to travel and like went on a boat from New York to Africa. And like the book is about like him exploring Africa And it's just amazing to me because reading it, I was like, wow, like even now, right? A lot of the times I think black people are intimidated to travel places that they're like, oh, I don't know how I'll be viewed in the other country or how I might be received. Um, Or like, oh, no, I'm not going there because they're racist there. And like, oh, there's no black people there. But like Langston Hughes was traveling like on boats places when it was still like a much more clearly racist America. And just the fact but like he was so brave and just like bold about it. It was just like really eye-opening to me and made me think about travel and like what it means to like travel as a black person. He also like lived in Europe for a long time. Um, yeah, that was a book that just like opened up my eyes and I started wanting to read a lot more black literature for sure. I love that. And I wish I knew about that book. That's so inspiring. I, f- I can see how reading that for you must have like really sparked that like, worldly cultured itch that I feel like you have oh for sure for sure because okay for those who are tuned in um I 
I don't know if you'll say this in the intro, but like I studied anthropology in college. And so that was just a perfect book for like, I feel like a young black anthropologist to read because it really just like gives you such a big sense of wonder. Um, and so any book or movie or anything that gives you that feeling through another person's eyes is just incredibly inspiring. So yeah, loved it. Changed my life and I recommend it to everybody. Oh, I love that. I'm so glad I asked that question because I didn't know about that book until now. Cool. I love that. I feel inspired to like take over the world and like go travel everywhere now, especially now that we're vaccinated. So absolutely. Yay. Okay, fun. Let's hop over to friend questions. Um, when was the last time before this that you called a friend? Um, the day before yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Day before yesterday, um, my great friend, Emily, (laughs) who who we both know. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So yeah, we just like had to catch up because we hadn't chatted in a while and it was really nice. Scheduled or spontaneous? A little bit of both. Like we had been texting the day before and then we were like, oh, okay. Like I'll just call you tomorrow. Like there's so much to catch up on. And then I called her. So it was like a combination. (laughs) Nice. Okay. Yeah. I'm always curious about scheduled or spontaneous because I'm so bad. I really only will answer the phone if it's scheduled. (laughs) I've gotten better (laughs) at it. I've gotten better, but I used to be so bad that I remember I really made my friend upset with me because Uh I didn't answer any of her calls. And she called me at least like four times at different, like, (laughs) and I just didn't want to answer Okay, well, what, like, why? Like, what is it about it not being scheduled that really says, makes you say, no, I'm not even touching the phone? <laughs> I just didn't know how long she would need me to talk for. Like, I was eating dinner or I was doing something else. And then I would text her. So I thought that was okay. But she wanted yeah. to, she wanted to call. <laughs> you, like, didn't like, know what the commitment was up front. So you're like, I'm yeah. not even going to, like, open up this can of worms. <laughs> 1000 percent yeah it's bad it was just me being like not mature enough to like be able to voice my boundaries of like oh hey I have to go like I couldn't like once I was on the phone uh, I'm now your hostage basically (laughs) oh no I'm like I I love when people just call me unprompted like it makes me feel like so special like oh they just like or like oh we're that close where they just can call me and it's like no big deal and I feel like it also is like kind of like like it's like oh we're like on to that level of friendship kind of thing and I love that so yeah it's it makes me feel so like warm and like nice inside (laughs) oh yeah don't get me wrong I felt great I feel like oh she loves me so much (laughs) and I just want an answer and here you are screening calls like oh look at me so loved so bad I'm not like that anymore like now I do answer them and when people call especially now when I'm like so isolated and I'm like Any yeah friends? anyone <laughs> I like eat it up now but I'm just so yeah. funny okay cool good a day the day before yesterday cool yeah. what are the top four qualities you look for in a potential friend okay first is like a large sense of wonder I love the word wonder if you haven't noticed because like it really just like (laughs) I feel like I resonate with that word and it just like really describes like how I think and like how I feel I guess but like a friend who just is really curious about things and wants to do a lot in their life and wants to explore things and have experiences so that's a big one for me um second I would say someone who I can also just like have fun with 
And uh, I, I think most, most of my friends are, like, pretty similar to me. Like, I know there's also value, I guess, in, like, having friends who are dissimilar, of course. But I think my closest ones are really similar in that, like, I think we have, like, kind of, like, an intellectual side and, like, a we can also party side. <laughs> And so, like, those friends, I can just, like, switch between the two, I think, kind of the same way I do. Like, that is something I just, like, love because I just feel like we're on the same energy. It's, like, work hard, play hard, and, like, everyone gets it. So, love that. Um, Third, I would say somebody who is, like, extremely supportive. Um, That's just important in any relationship, I guess, like platonic, romantic, like whatever it is. So someone who's supportive and like there's not a sense of competition. It's just like, oh, I'm just like happy for you. We can just, you know, be supportive. And the last thing I would say is um, probably thoughtfulness. Um, I... Yeah, I, I think in the same way that I try and be thoughtful in my relationships, uh, not always successfully, but like that's my goal. Uh, I love when that's reciprocated. So friends who like mail cards who are wonderful, like you, <laughs> like that makes me smile so hard. <laughs> well, like friends who just like, oh, like send a nice text because I remember that I was doing something like that I was like nervous for that day. Like just small, thoughtful things like that, I think is really, really sweet. Um so yeah, that, those are the things I think. Yeah, I want to steal all of those. Those are really <laughs> good ones. And yeah, when you said wonder, I immediately was like curious, basically. Like, yes, you're open and like the world is fascinating to you. I just love finding out the things other people are passionate about. Like I love a person yeah. who's passionate about something and they just mm. dig into it and they know all these things about it. And I'm just like, you're so cute. Right, exactly. (laughs) And like, and like, it's so nice to be friends with someone who like, you know, share can share that same level of excitement, not about the same topic per se, but just about like any topic they're interested in. It's like, oh, this is great. Like this person also has the same level of like passion that I do towards whatever. And it's just, yeah, it's lovely. Yeah. It enriches your life and like you're learning and you're just like, just by like knowing you, I'm learning things. Like that's what I <laughs> look for in a friend. <laughs> yeah, totally. I love that. Cool. Um, okay. You kind of touched on this already, but what are the top ways that you feel loved by your friends? Um, yeah. I mean, I guess I did touch on it, but I can definitely go deeper. Um, definitely the thoughtfulness thing. I think just, it's so nice when friends like remember the small things going like, or the big things and like want to check in on how it's going or like want to see how you're doing or, um, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of things that have made me feel nice, like in the distance with my move and the pandemic, et cetera. And it's just always been like quick phone calls or quick FaceTimes. Like that makes you feel like so, so loved. So things like that. So that's, that's a big kind of love language, I guess. Um, the other, anything else besides that? I mean, that's kind of like the biggest thing for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. Those are good. And yeah, I, I like to think of it through like the love languages too, of like gifts, quality time, words of affirmation. Like I'm a huge words of affirmation person. So anyone says anything nice about me. I feel loved. <laughs> like, that's all. Sika, did I tell you you look amazing today? You're such a great that's a lie, podcaster. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm not lying. 
<laughs> I'm like my hair like needs to be straightened. Okay. I'll, okay. I'll accept it. Like that's me like rejecting your compliment, but I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Um, oh, who's interrupting us? Who's this? Oh my God. Sorry. I thought I closed that. My mom calling, of course. It's always the Aww, mom. Okay. I'll excuse it. It's your mom. <laughs> um, what are the top? No, I already asked that one. How did you make most of your friends? I already know, but I mean, we, we could say <laughs> the podcast. Okay. I guess. Okay. So my friends I have now, I met most of them in Washington, D.C. because, and like partially through uh, a business that I started when I was in Washington, D.C., um, which has gone through a bunch of different names and like versions and iterations. But essentially right after I graduated college, um, I was in the city and a lot of my friends had moved away. Um, and I'm not gonna go into the whole story, but basically <laughs> I met a lot of women through like doing very casual events. Uh, throughout the city and it really like I've met my closest friends the first like few months that I started hosting those events um and so yeah I mean even my closest friends now are women that I met you know because I literally like just put these events together and was like we'll see who shows up <laughs> and turns out it was like the best most interesting smart women who showed up so that's definitely the bulk of like my more recent friends. Um, but of course I have like my more childhood best friends and I met them when I was in elementary school. Um, shout out Jermaine and Katie, you guys are wonderful. So, <laughs> so yeah, mostly just like through, I don't know, normal ways, college, school, but then beyond any education, it was me like being, taking a really active approach to like putting myself out there and meeting people when I felt like I needed to expand my social circle. Shout out Art of the Journey. Like that was my literally, I still can like see the logo in my mind. Like that was my beacon after a breakup when I literally like my breakup rock bottom that I went through in 2015 where I literally had no friends, no boyfriend, obviously no job. Mm -hmm. And I was living at home and it was just like, I have nothing and I have to restart everything from scratch now. And then I like went to your events and I went to a couple of different events on meetup and it's like always a gamble. And yeah. then I met you and it was just like, this is exactly what I needed. And I was just like rebuilding oh, my life. And yeah. I don't even think I knew that. Or like, maybe I knew that and don't, didn't remember that yeah. like it was post a breakup. Like I don't, wow, oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, it was because I was like complaining to my sister and my, my cousin who lives here about it and just like how... I was so depressed and I just like needed yeah. to like make new friends and like I need to like build a new life basically and they were like well you need to like meet people you need to do things and I think they were the ones who told me to go to meetup events like I didn't have yeah. that idea myself like someone like gave me that idea and I was like okay and I was like ah. and then I met you and I also met Emily at another meetup event actually mm -hmm. and then I think I brought her to one of your events and then now you're friends with them. Like, wow. So, <laughs> yeah. That's so funny how that all worked out. And like, it's also interesting because like most of my close friends who I met through doing Art of the Journey, um, which if the listeners haven't put two and two together, that was the name <laughs> of the group that I had created on meetup.com. Um, but like, it seems like most of the people, including myself, it was like this 
everyone's going through some kind of transition. I mean, like for me, I mean, I half knew it would turn into some sort of business, these events I was doing, but there's also a huge part of me that had like, yeah, like I had this college boyfriend and like everywhere I went in the city reminded me of him. And I was like, I need to associate DC. Like if I'm going to be here, I need to associate the city and these places like with other people besides just like him. (laughs) So like, that was another reason I was like, I need more girlfriends. Like I need to meet people. Um, and yeah, like, you know, and just transitioning out of like college, that's always like an interesting situation. So like, yeah, it definitely like, it's just so weird. Like in hindsight, looking at like, wow, that was a really like supportive and like great thing, um, for not only myself, but I'm glad to hear like for other people as well. So yeah. Shout out art of the journey. (laughs) Literally like that was my beacon of hope. And I feel like you even introduced new, more cultured ways of approaching hanging out with friends because in high school hanging out with friends is literally like sitting on the couch watching tv together or going to the movies together <laughs> and like yeah. that was it and then now you were like throwing in like okay we're gonna have like breakfast at this place and like we're <laughs> gonna go to this like <laughs> I think like a cooking class or like you had like uh-huh. a restaurant where like the, the restaurant knew to expect us and like brought out all these courses and I'm just like I need to step my game up because <laughs> I'm not doing any of this stuff in my normal life. It was just so nice. So no, that's so funny. I mean, yeah, like the, the way I planned them was literally just like things I wanted to do, you know? And I just hoped like, okay, I'm going to schedule this thing. Like I really want to go. So I hope people also like join me. So yeah. But I think like all those different types of like gatherings, just like always you know, like facilitate or generate different types of conversation. Cause like, you're not just sitting on it, like on a couch watching a TV show, you, you know, it's just like, it inspires different types of conversation. That was always the goal basically. And to explore the city, because again, when you go to college in a city, then after you graduate, it's, it's like a whole new city. Um, so it was just also a fun way to like get out and see the new places and things that were there. Yeah, I loved it. And I love people who are down to do things like I just want to do things like (laughs) unique things. I don't want to do the same thing over and over again. So Uh that was a saving grace. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, next question. What is the biggest lesson you've learned in friendship? Oh, this is a sweet one. Um, I'm gonna say that I don't, okay, maybe not a lesson because I feel like this is like one of my just like gifts kind of. Like I've always, I think, recognized that like friendship takes effort. Like like, like strong friendship and relationships take effort. And um, like that's just something that like I believe deeply in. And like I feel even like in our most isolated times throughout the pandemic and now here where like I literally still have not met new people. Um, but I still feel such like so close to people and like I have such a strong support system um, because like I definitely like take time and effort to like nurture those um, relationships and friendships. So yeah, I think that's the biggest lesson. It's like the more you put into it, the more you're going to get out. Um, And I don't know, hopefully that uh, captures what I want it to capture. But same way, like, if you're tending to a garden, right? Like, the more you take care of it and water it, like, they're going to blossom such beautiful, like, flowers. And, like, that's really my approach to friendship as well. 
Yeah. How did you grow to learn that approach? Or do you feel like that always came to you naturally? Um, I think, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it did come kind of naturally. One, I think because like, I'm naturally just a very curious person. So like, I think curiosity is really good for friendships because like, if you're interested in like things and people, then you're going to like ask questions. Like people love talking about themselves. And also you love learning about like their viewpoint and like what they want to do and like their past and you know, how they think. So I think curiosity, um, if that comes naturally to you, that you're probably also like a, probably also are great, like making friends because like, that's, that's a really good skill to have. Um, and I guess, I guess I have definitely like my parents to thank, like they're also very like relationship oriented people. Like they always grew up like having a really close like knit friend circle. And so I don't know, maybe just like sub subconsciously, like I've absorbed some of like how I see them navigate like different social situations um, and how they were always very like giving with their friends and like just very like kind of open door policy and just I don't know I just think they had very like nurturing relationships so I think partially like a personality thing and partially like just what I witnessed around me and seeing a lot of like happy thriving social situations like oh okay like I'll take notes and I'll do the same (laughs) basically. That is so interesting. As you're saying that, it's so funny how everything really does go back to like our parents and our upbringing. Because I feel like I was really raised with more of like family first. Like you're putting too Mm. much attention to your friends, like family's most important. Like it was always kind of like taking away. It was almost like shameful to be too involved with your friends, which I, I mean, I still was, I mean, I'm American. It's a bicultural thing of like, when you come from another culture that values family and then you move to America, which really values friendship. It's, mm-hmm. It was kind of like a clash. And I always mm-hmm. felt like I was raised to kind of like, oh, like you're choosing your friends over family. Like we have this family thing happening. And it's like, but I, but all my friends are going to this thing. Why can't I go to this thing? And it's like that yeah. kind of mentality. So that's, That's interesting. super interesting. Yeah, like the cultural differences for sure impact like our friendships and like kind of, yeah, like you were saying, the dynamics of what's important or not important. Um, but yeah, like growing up, I mean, my parents were definitely the, they were the parents where I was like, invite your friends over. So like I always invited my friends over because like I think also they wanted to like feel comfortable with like who I was hanging out with, but also like my parents' house was like the fun house. <laughs> so like, I always was very comfortable like bringing friends over and hanging out. And like, my parents were like, cool. <laughs> like, like, like they're fun people to hang out with. Like we're very much friends. Uh, so yeah, it was just always very like open door and like just very communal, which was really, really nice. And I think also like they were a lot of like my friends kind of like, uh, parental figures sometimes Mm, like if maybe they had kind of like different kind of family situations that were a little bit rough or maybe just a friend who like wanted somebody kind of neutral to talk to that wasn't one of their own parents like my mom and my dad was always like that person so they were kind of like the den like parents Mm. to all the friend group which was really really awesome 
I love that. That's so heartwarming. And that definitely, you nailed the coffin because when you said your parents are your friends, that's like a sin in Nigerian <laughs> culture. <laughs> it's like, you're like going against all of nature. Like growing up, that was a lot of my trauma, like growing up yeah. American and then having my mom be like, I'm not your friend. And I'm like, I didn't ask you to be, I just wanted to like have like a one-on-one -on -one conversation it's like no like you're the child and this is the parent it's very like delineated mm -hmm. so having you say that really clarifies things and also like I love my friends who had those parents like I still remember my friend who I had on the earlier podcast Aaron like her mom's so sweet and warm like whenever I'm in her presence I'm just like can you adopt me <laughs> I'm like <laughs> I just look at her like I just love like that like can talk to you one-on-one -on -one and like can be that friendly like confidant to you so yeah I, I mean I can see it I mean I would never it's funny I would never probably when I was younger tell them like I look at you more as a friend than a parent they probably would have <laughs> no. been like no they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have admitted that yeah but that's definitely I mean it was just, it was just a good balance I guess I'll say like there's definitely still the respect and whatever and like reverence for them as parental figures but yeah we're definitely like friends and like can have a good time so <laughs> yeah oh I love that that's cute so that that explains it then where it really came it's like nurture and nature almost in that sense okay yeah for sure uh, here's another doozy have you dealt with any or not have how have you dealt with just disagreements or conflicts in your friendships and any tips that you can share if you have successfully made it through some of those <laughs> <laughs> um so you know I actually haven't had too many like fights with friends or like disagreements I mean like I, I have to sit and think like if I've had any situation like there's one there's one I can think of but like we weren't really that close of friends anyway um but like yeah I I can't think of any and <clears throat> Which is probably like, yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, hmm, that might not be the norm. <laughs> but I think it's probably because I think most of my friends like are really like good communicators um, with like, I mean, I don't know how they are everywhere in their life, but at least in friendship, like they're great communicators. So like if somebody feels some kind of way, they'll say it. Like if something made them uncomfortable, they'll say it. Um, and I can't think of any friendships where like, even if maybe someone didn't speak up where like they would hold a grudge or like resentment. Like I, I just, I don't think I have any friendships that are that, I mean, I was going to say fragile, but I don't really think that's the word, but I, don't, I can't think of a better one at the moment, but I really haven't had many friend disagreements. Um, so while I don't have specific tips as to how to get through them, I feel like I do have tips as to maybe how to like, be sure to almost curate your friend circle in a way that is harmonious. So like maybe you have less disagreements or something. So like, for example, um, like, you know, when you can feel you're like drifting away from a friend, like you're growing apart, you're like, you're maybe like realizing that your values aren't the same. You're seeing things and how they're acting or what they're doing. And you're like, Hmm, like, this is like kind of at odds with like who I am as a person, like what I mean, like, I don't know how I feel about this. Um, really like reflecting on that and thinking like, okay, is this relationship worth me like acknowledging 
like with that person, like having a conversation about it? Um, if so, what, what's like the best case scenario? Like what would the outcome be if it doesn't go well, consider that outcome as well. Um, and if it's not worth it, if you're like, uh, this person just seems like they like that, then it's like, okay, you just have to like prepare yourself mentally for like kind of giving yourself space and figure out even logistically, like how you give yourself space from those, from those people. So like, um, while I haven't had disagreements, I have had situations where it's like, okay, me and these friends or this person like seem to really be like diverging in terms of our futures and have had to like take account of how I felt about that relationship and figured out how I wanted to move forward, if at all. Um, so hopefully that kind of answers your initial question. Yeah, yeah. Kind of just like being good at communication sounds like a key thing. And then also just like being aware of like how you feel in that person's presence and like yes, whether or not you want to continue having them in your life. Yeah. It's tough. I definitely feel like communication is key and like, Mm -hmm. it's always better to say what you're feeling than to Mm -hmm. like not. So for sure. Yeah. It's, it's tough though, because it can be scary. And I had that episode about hard conversations. I think it's episode eight. I'll link it, but yeah, it's scary. And it's easier on your emotions if you're an emotional person like I am to avoid Mm -hmm. (laughs) or at least it Mm -hmm. seems easier it's easier in the beginning and then it gets harder and harder when it just feels worse and worse to be around that person when you're not Mm -hmm. saying everything so yeah yeah, I I think communicating and like being honest is Mm -hmm. good good advice for yeah definitely and like i that probably gets like easier the more and more you practice like being open and vulnerable with people. Cause like that could also be a thing, right? It's like, I'm a pretty also like, I'm a rather open person. Like maybe not all the time right off the bat, but like if we're close, like you know that we're close and I'll tell you anything. So I think maybe just like getting into that habit makes it like, oh, you avoid any large issue because you're always like sharing things constantly, you know? So it's like, instead of like something large bubbling over because you've been like suppressing things on the way to get there, it's like, if you've been open and vulnerable the whole journey, like you never get to that like overboiling feeling, you know? Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's tough because you have to be aware, like you almost have to be present with yourself and be honest with yourself, which are not, not a lot of people have that skill, <laughs> but you have to like really be like, no, this is bothering me and not discount it and not like explain it away. Like I would explain things away a lot and be like, oh, it's, it's a me problem. Like I, I don't need to like bring this up. Like I just need to work on myself. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I don't always blame myself, <laughs> but sometimes it's like, even if you see that this may not be the healthiest approach and like, it may not be like, I, even with you, I think I was really envious of you because I'd been applying to jobs for forever. And then you got this job and you also had like your business. And I was just like, when am I going to get an income? And I was, I even told you, I was like, I'm really feeling envious. And I think you were really kind and responding. You're like, it's going to come for you. Like it's going to happen soon. I'm just like, I, in my mind, I'm like, I shouldn't be envious. Like I should be supportive and like, I should be like perfect basically, but (laughs) (laughs) it just being honest really worked out. No. Yeah. I mean, it's like, 
like feelings. I'm envious of a lot of my friends all the time. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, so, and that's like a natural, normal thing. And it's not like a bad feeling. Um, like something else I really like, this would be a, a five, like a number five to the things I like a lot in a friend, but like all of my friends, like I'm inspired by some way. Um, like I'm inspired by you being like really determined to your creative out energy and outlet and create like everybody, like there, I don't have a friend who I'm like, mm, I, they don't like, they don't do anything for me. Like, <laughs> like that's just not anyone I keep in my life. So like, yeah, those feelings of envy, I think are good because it's like, oh, like it keeps you like motivated and energized. And yeah, like, yeah, we're all human. Some of those things would be like, damn, like I really wanted that for myself or like, yeah. geez, like it seems so easy, but like also like, okay, yeah. When I got the job and got a house, I also was going through a terrible breakup. <laughs> so like, It's yeah. just like all perspective, you know? Um, yeah. 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 That's good. And I, it's good to hear you say that too. Cause like, I can be so hard on myself. It's like other people know that people have human feelings. Like yeah. I'm not the only one who knows that. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's like, also like, I'm very aware that like, okay, if I tell someone my good news, like, I know what's going on in their life, right? But, like, I know my friends are, like, kind enough that they genuinely will be happy for me. And, of course, take it with a grain of salt. You don't want to be like, look, look what I have and you don't. <laughs> but it's like, I know my friends are going to be happy for me regardless of what's going on in their life. The same way, like, if I was feeling really bad and, like, they did something awesome, like, I would still be genuinely happy for them. Um, even though there's still a part of me that's like, oh man, like I can't wait for that to happen to me. But like, that doesn't take away from like how happy I am for achieving that thing or having that thing happen in their life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like feeling two things at once. Like I'm so happy for you and I'm just like sad for myself (laughs) (laughs) at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. Fair. That's funny. Okay, cool. Oh, I love, I really like that discussion. Okay. (laughs) That's good. Um, what are your top tips for any listeners who maybe are hoping to have more of a fulfilling relationship with their friends, or maybe they're wanting new friends? Like, what are your tips for them to make friends? Um, okay, so I want to break that question down into two. The first part being like how to feel like closer with your friends and like nurture those relationships. So for that, I say start. Like, okay, for example, because because I know exactly, I know there's people listening to this thinking like, oh, like I wish I had more really close friends, like knew how I felt or that I could call like when I want to vent or like I feel like I need to cry, just like that kind of thing. Just do it. Like just pick up the, even if it's a friend you haven't done that with before. I mean, you don't have to dive right into it. You could like text them before and be like, hey, are you busy? And if they say no, what's up? Just call them. And they will feel so like honored that you are like choosing them to like be your confidant essentially. Um, so like in a situation of happiness or despair, like whatever, whatever, or boredom, right? Like that's even fun too. Like, Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> nothing. Let's talk about nothing together, you know? And so my first tip to like feel close to people is just to like, not be afraid to like break those like intimacy barriers because it's very likely that that other person is also probably thinking the same thing and they're like going to be happy like oh like 
we're like FaceTime friends now. <laughs> like we're like this level of friend, or like not scheduling friend type thing. So like just go for it because it's gonna be so exciting and feel so good. And like it's not gonna go backwards, you know, like it's only gonna get more and more intimate as you like take those steps. Um so that's a big one. And that can be, you know, not only like FaceTime or calls, that can be same with like maybe there's someone at work that you're like, oh, like she's so cool and like nice to talk to. And you're like, oh, like I wish I like was her friend. Okay. So like ask to go to happy hour. And then you start to get to know that person, like on a more personal level. And then you can hang out outside of work. So like, just not just like being bold, uh, in those different ways to, um, you know, get closer. And then the second part of your question, uh, like how to meet people. So obviously this is a little bit harder now, I think because of the pandemic, although hopefully we're like moving a little bit more into the light but definitely also being very intentional. So like, kind of like we were talking about before, um, I'm a big advocate of any kind of like clubs or, I mean, I don't know if people still use meetup.com anymore or just like informal gatherings. Like you can really meet some really awesome people. And those are great spaces to go to because everybody else who's there also wants to like make new connections and make new friends. And so it's not anything to feel like ashamed about or weird about or like embarrassed by. Um, and so definitely, you know, search out whatever city you're in and see if there's even virtually you can do the same thing virtually clubs, book clubs, social things, you know, um, but definitely also say like, if your friend has a friend group, that's like outside of you and you're like, they look cool. Like I would say like, talk to that friend and be like, oh, like, I really want to meet your friend, Sally, or whatever. And then, like, that friend can, like, facilitate, like, a group hang. So then you're brought into that circle a little bit more. And, like, I think that's also something that people shouldn't be, like, shy about. Um, so, yeah, I think I think it's just being bold, going for it, um, putting yourself out there. It does take work. Like, you don't just sit in your house and then make a bunch of friends. Like, that's not... <laughs> works I mean unless you're joining every virtual situation in the world um you can probably meet some people that way but I'm sure at one point you'll still want to meet them in person so yeah you're gonna have to get out there and you might even like go to some things alone and that's awesome too more power to you uh yeah there's a there's a bunch of different ways yeah those are all great tips definitely and also I would say there's like online classes or webinars mm -hmm. or anything on zoom where you can interact in the chat and you can turn on your video and yeah. connect with people that way so there's so many of those like i've met so many people virtually through mm -hmm. the quarantine that like i would never have done that before the quarantine <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah same i mean the amount of people i've actually met through linkedin which they're more like kind of business you know connections but still i've had like really interesting kind of virtual coffee chats with people who I met via LinkedIn. And like, those are new potential friendships if I take them to that level. So yeah, you can meet people all over. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for sharing those. Those are great mm -hmm. tips. Um, I have a random, like controversial question. <laughs> yeah. Do you, are you a kind of person who is always open to new friends or do you ever get to the point where you're like, okay, I have enough new friends. Cause I feel like people are split on this. Um, no, I'm, I'm of the thinking that like, no, you can never have too many friends. Okay. 
Um, however, my caveat is that for me personally, I'm someone who works better with like, I definitely have a lot of acquaintances and close people that I know, but I have like a, a handful of like very, very close friends. Um, and that seems to be, that feels good for me. Uh, these people I've known for like years. And so that just feels comfortable, but like, I'm not opposed to like having one of those closer acquaintances, like grow to that level. Like, it's not like, I'm like, Oh no, I've got my like ride or dies. This is the girl click and you're <laughs> not part of it. Like it's, it's just never going to be that for me. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm always open to meet new people. Good. Cool. I mean, that, that falls in line with like the sense of wonder and like curious <laughs> nature that we've woven through this interview but yeah. I just wanted to check because I know there are some people who really are like hashtag no new friends like I have my friends and I'm like what how do you live like this no I mean there's so many reasons I don't subscribe to that mindset one because like it's just kind of rude like what if somebody wants to be your friend <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah. I never want to be like exclusionary or make people feel like they're an other like that's just not the energy I don't want to make anyone feel lonely or ostracized so like I'm never gonna hashtag that <laughs> yeah um but also it's like what like how is their value in that you know and also it's like sometimes I think that mindset can have you holding on to people that like no longer serve you like they're not yeah. growing with you and that's when you get to situations where it's like you've had a friend sure for 20 years but you secretly hate them <laughs> so like why why do that to yourself just for the sake of like we've been friends for 20 years like when you can meet someone you know that you've known for two weeks and just feel like make each other feel great you know so yeah know. that's not for me yeah yeah exactly I feel like we grow and evolve so much through life like I don't know how people don't end up evolving past some friends and like how is that possible like how can you just always be on the same page like forever like, well the thing is it's possible because like they're not on the same page but they won't admit it <laughs> you know what I mean it's like we're just gonna stay here because this is what it has been yeah 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 so I'm glad you're on the <laughs> open to all friends and like open to things evolving because yeah I think that is a healthier mindset to hold yeah but this is the end of our interview slash call <gasps> friend and I'm so happy I called you thanks thanks for coming on the show um let all our listeners know where they can find you and hang out with you and potentially become your friends <laughs> so you guys can follow my personal account I'm getting personal handles first because I feel like Ooh. we're all friends here yes <laughs> and it's just Asia Woods uh pretty much everywhere on Instagram my Instagram's newly private but if you rec if you request me I will accept you that was just because I had a new job I was like you know let me be a little bit like more more reserved because sometimes I you know post some things that I think are funny my stories that some other people might not think so um so you can find me at Asia Woods but you can also find the business at events by AW um at the website and also Instagram um but thanks Sika this has been so wonderful I love this talk I'm so excited to finally be featured on this I'm like you guys don't know but I text Sika pretty much after every single time I listen to an episode I'm like oh my god I love this <laughs> <laughs> I love this part and it's funny yours is one of the podcasts I listen to usually while I'm like preparing dinner or eating dinner because just like very relaxing soothing just like eat and it's like a good time frame it's like oh 
you know, not too long, not too short, like just covers the the dinner eating period. <laughs> Ooh, I love that. Thank you. You're like, oh, I'm getting, I'm blushing over here. That's oh perfect. God. I actually have really random times though. I think my solo mm-hmm. episodes run from 20 to 40 minutes and then the mm-hmm. longer episodes, this is going to be in probably like an hour and a half. So it's like, it's such a <laughs> weird, I don't have any formula. So yeah, yeah. So I'm glad I mean, it fits in. <laughs> the other one random thing I'll mention is that I've loved listening to friends, like friends' podcast, because it's also like, I kind of feel like you guys are close to me. <laughs> it's like, ah, a familiar voice, a familiar, like whatever. And it's just like interesting because you learn your friends in a different way, yeah. obviously, because like in a more formal kind of way, but also a very casual way. So it's just lovely. I've loved it. <laughs> Yay. I love that you're such a fan of the pod. It's so heartwarming for me because you were there at the beginning. You knew when it was just a little idea in my brain. And now I don't know. like, big- Sika, if you don't do this. <laughs> I literally, I pretty much like should have hired you for that brainstorming <laughs> session we did at that cafe. You're like, all right, now you have to do it. <laughs> this is your thing. You got to make it happen. And then look, you made it happen. Yes. Oh. I just love seeing us both glow up in our own ways. And I'm going to plug yes. for you because you didn't. Asia <laughs> just came out with an ebook. So if yes. you want to plan, um, is it just for virtual events or for? Yes, all just for okay. virtual events. If you're planning a virtual event and you want to make friends, and this is going to be your avenue to do it because <laughs> Asia clearly has mastered that. You can learn through her ebook, and that is available on her web on your website or on yep yep Instagram you can everywhere. if you go on Instagram you can see the link if you go on eventsbyw.com you can find the link so pretty much anywhere you go you'll see the link to the ebook <laughs> you'll see it so go buy it and go support yay awesome Thank thanks you. for coming on the show <laughs> you're welcome thanks for listening to this episode of Ease and Grow. I truly hope you got something meaningful and valuable out of it. If you enjoyed this podcast and feel so inspired, then go ahead and leave a nice rating and review on whatever listening platform you're on. Another good deed for your day, share this episode with someone who needs to hear it. I truly love to connect, so reach out to me on Instagram at easeandgrowpod. There, you'll see we share fun and inspirational posts and some behind-the-scenes content. As always, I'm wishing you joy, growth, and wellness. Have a magical week and see you in the next one.